Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. Join Paul as he chats with today's green industry experts and leaders about how to build a successful business and live a purposeful life. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Well, a warm welcome from the beautiful state of Georgia. I'm joined with Dylan Stevenson from my home state of Ohio today. He's the owner-operator of Solo Cuts Landscaping based out of Springfield, Ohio. He's been in business for four years. He actually works full-time and runs his business uh, with the plans of going full-time in the near future. He's married, two kids. Thanks for taking the time to be on the Green Industry Podcast today, Mr. Dillon. Oh, thank you, Paul, for uh, letting me be on here with you. Uh, Like I said, I'm always enjoying your episodes, so to finally be on here with you and chat it up, uh, I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. So. It's not every day we get to talk to somebody who actually has a full-time job that has a lawn care company mm-hmm. on the side. I'm really intrigued by that. Tell us a little bit about your uh, job. Yeah, so um, I do, my full-time job, I deliver uh, for Gordon Food Service. Uh, they're the number one family-owned food distribution um, in North America. So, like, we deliver from anywhere from restaurants to nursing facilities to schools to your dive hole-in-the-wall mom-and-pop. Um, everywhere in between. Um, so I've been there for uh, eight years at the end of the month, actually. Wow. Um, yeah, so, and it, you know, it's, it's done my family well. It's provided for us great. Um, honestly, if it wasn't for, like, how great, <laughs> kind of sounds weird, but how great, I, you know, everything's been there, um, you know, I probably wouldn't have the opportunity to do what I do, um, you know, on the side because, uh, it's, we've been fortunate enough to be able to um, just live off that, we you know, that one income to where for our business-wise, um, we just don't even have to touch it, and it just goes right back into everything. So it's uh, definitely gave some opportunities, and um, hopefully here, like I said, here soon uh, will be a, a one-job show, hopefully. That's awesome. So take us back four years ago. What stirred you up to want to get into lawn care and landscaping? So when I was younger... You know, it's like my dad would always be the one mowing the grass, and he was always particular about his stripes, always particular about his stripes. And he just had just a standard, you know, cub cadet. Well, eventually I got enough to where he'd let me mow every so often, you know, and I had to make sure that the stripes were right on. So I kind of always had that that little itch, like, for stripe lines and everything like that. But then fast forward four years, um, my wife and I, we bought a home. Well, it sits up on a hill a pretty good hill to where, like, just a residential mower, like, I'd probably just burn up the mower in no time. So I went out and bought a, uh, bought a Cub Cadet that was commercial. Um, I think it's like, a Tank L or something like that. But uh, I was like, well, maybe I can pick up a few properties to uh, just to cover the payment, really. You know what I mean? Not looking anything more into that. So it was, all, it was literally three family properties. It was her grandparents, her grandparents' office, and then, her grandparents' neighbor. So just three yards. I think I was like doing like thirty bucks a cut, 
you know what I mean, just covering the mower payment. And uh, next thing you know, I just post a couple pictures on Facebook, and people ask if I was cutting your angle. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll cut you, I'll cut you. And, you know, just kept growing from there. And then probably a couple years, or two years into, after, like, the second year, like, that was when we really started thinking, like, okay, what are, we might be onto something here, you know? Each year kind of grew a little bit more, a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, so now we're, we're getting a lot more phone calls in. We're taking on a lot more, and it just, everything's just hopefully going in the right direction to where, um, you know, we're really dipping our toes in that uh, full-time area. Yeah, getting the boat close enough to the dock before you make the transition. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. What uh, is your wife, you know, when you started this, it was just kind of organically and just, you know, real nonchalant, oh yeah, I'll cut, cut a few yards. Uh, but then mm-hmm. when you started dealing, when you started getting into, you know, a lot of time going into this, was your wife, you know, um, against it? Was she for it in the middle? How, how did, how did that relationship, um, go? So at first it was really just nothing, you know, because it was like, um, cause my father-in-law was actually cutting like those three properties because he, he's a, he's a contractor. So he was just cutting those before them, whatever. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, when I took those over and they're like, Oh yeah, you can just go ahead and move these. Like, I don't really have time for them. So here. At that point, you know, it was just like, oh, right, man, you know, you know, my grandpa's the neighbors or whatever. Because she actually used to cut those as a, her and her brother used to know those when they were little with a push mower, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day when they were kids. So, so it was kind of like along the same path there. But, uh, but then once we started really getting, um, things kind of really started taking off, you know, she's always been super supportive of it. You know what I mean? She has been actually awesome because, like, she picks up the slack where I can't get, you know, like there's times where we're rolling in late and, you know, she, cause like with my full-time job, I wake up between three thirty and four in the morning. Wow. So that means she takes like every, you know, Monday through Friday, like even sometimes Saturday, um, she's waking up with the kids, getting them ready, taking them to the, you know, to the daycare, then going to work, you know, and then days when I'm cutting, um, uh, she gets off work, goes to the daycare, picks them up, brings them home gets them wind down, dinner ready, you know what I mean? And then I, either I come strolling in, sometimes it's seven thirty, eight o'clock, and uh, it's like eat, shower, hang out with the kids for a minute, and then go to bed on some days. So um, so what time yeah, do you but, typically, I mean, to wake up at 4 a.m., Mr. Producer's over there shaking his head, like he, he likes to sleep in, but I, I wake <laughs> up at 5.30, Mr. Producer. Yeah. But you're up at 3.30 or 4, so what time do you have to discipline yourself to go to bed? I mean, don't you get exhausted? Uh, yeah, very much so. Um, but you know, typically I'd say around 10, it's probably around 10, 10 PM where I'm in bed. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just, that's why this, uh, like we're kind of in that funky stage, I would say, of working both. Um, because it's getting to the point where it's like, man, we're really starting to, you know, gain traction, you know, with this, and we're getting a lot of good phone calls and, you know, a lot of good jobs. And it's like we're at that breaking point of where it's like if we're wanting to be able to take on more and do more, so one area has got to give, you know what I mean? So, because it is tough. I mean, it is. There's days, I mean, on both of us, it's like, you know, there's days where I'm just like at the point where I'm like, gosh, this is so much. Like I am just run, like, especially you know, right now, it is 100 plus degrees outside. Like I'm out in my full time job outside all day running groceries. Like 
you know, with the two wheelers, stack them all up, and, you know, and then I get off work, and I'm back out to cut properties. Mm-hmm. And I've been outside for 16 hours in this heat, and I'm like, ah. So what would you say, you know, you and your wife, as you've been going mm-hmm. through this, Dylan, what have you been considering, you know, in regards of, okay, I have these ambitions to, to be running my own company and giving, mm-hmm. you know, not having to wake up at 4 a.m. and go work 40 hours for another company, <laughs> but to put, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week into my own company. You know, what have those conversations been like? What what kind of things have you been considering financially and schedule-wise and all that? Yeah, yeah so this has actually been a big year for us. Um, each of them, like I said, we have grown. We've had, you know, we've made a new benchmark in like say just revenue for the business and everything but this this year has been a big year for us um we had our second child this spring our daughter annie um that was right at spring rush that was a fun time um and then next thing you know we got this wind in our sale to uh put our house up for sale and we bought another house so right now our house is under contract so this has been a huge like just super busy year but there's a lot of stuff we're doing that's lining us up to be even closer to our point because um, we're just like you, like we do not want, like we want as little debt as possible in our life, as little debt as possible. So, um, luckily, you know, like our house right now, we bought it before the market turned to, um, the market is now where if you're selling, it's awesome for you. But we bought ours for when it was the buyer and, um, so we're able to come out on this house very good to where we're going to eliminate some debt to where we can be to just literally our mortgage payment and that's it. Um, so, so we definitely want to get ourselves to a financial point to where it's like, okay, like we're at a point now to where at this particular moment, what I'm doing in business, we can cover these expenses and then still have some. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, if, if you look at a chart and just see how everything is growing, so then say next year, like the plan is for it to even be more, especially if I'm, you know, diving in full time at a particular time. Um, then that just allows me to put more time into the business, which, you know, in relation should it should grow. So mm-hmm. we really just want to get ourselves to to a point where we can jump ship a little easier, have a little smoother transition. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we, I know it's gonna it's gonna be a huge adjustment when that time does come. Um, you know, because the paycheck's on you. You know, so it's definitely gonna be an adjustment. But we're just trying to get our ducks in a row to um, to get everything lined up the right way. Um, and then another big thing is, say, for instance, uh, insurance. Like, she can pull insurance through her work. So we've definitely been keeping an open mind on everything, not being naive as, as much as you want to run a business and do your own thing. Life still goes on. You can't um, get away from that. So yeah, just I mean, trying to make everything as easy as possible, but um, knowing it's still going to be, you know, a long road going forward. Absolutely. And women love that safety net. You know, Naylor Taliaferro, he's actually here in Atlanta in studio live with me sharing his, you know, he was in a similar situation. He left retail management, started his business. um, And I think it's just so important that you're doing such a fantastic job of, you know, making sure that boat's close to the dock. I I listen to Dave Ramsey um, all the Mm -hmm. time and a similar, you know, situation. They weren't in the same um, service-based business we were, but the same thing. They were about to go do their own business. I think she was in photography. And his advice, and I know all of our situations are different, and, you know, you you can't have just, oh, yeah, this is the answer for every single person because there's so many factors. How many kids do you have? Are you married? How much debt do you have? What's your income? I mean, you you got to calculate so many different variables. But what he said is you want to be making – at least 60% of what you're getting paid at your current job. Um, 
like you want to be steadily making at least 60%. And then when you do jump and, you know, jump, you know, from the boat dock into the boat, you're going to make that other 40% back really quickly because that 40 hours you were spending at your employer. Now you're spending that on your own baby, on your own business. And you're going to, you're going to bridge that gap, but it's dangerous when some folks are like, well, I'm just going to quit my job and start a business and they don't have anything lined up. Mm-hmm. And then you get stressed, then you get, you know, uh, everything starts falling apart and then it, it could be a real disaster. So I just think it's beautiful, though, like watching Naylor um, and watching yourself, you know, really just get that transition is, is it's always going to be some, you know, a little little rocky and rough here and there. Oh, but yeah. You're trying to get yeah. it as smooth and careful as you can. And I, I just think that's that's why I wanted to have you on the show, because I know there's a mm-hmm. lot of guys in your shoes. And I just think you're being really wise about how you're going about this uh, transition. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it's it's constantly a learning process. Like, every year we are learning more and more. And, you know, we're taking, like, one, you know, adding one system, taking a system away, just trying to figure out how just to make everything as streamlined as possible and just just trying to figure this whole game out, you know. So that's why I can't be... Like, as much as three years ago or whatever, I would love to have been just full-time, whatever. But also on the back end, I look back now and say, gosh darn, I'm so glad I did not do that because, there, you know, I mean, I've, in this couple of years, I've learned so much to where, you know, like now we're doing all electronic payments. I mean, they just have a couple of checks that come through on our business parts. But, you know, we're into the electronic game, um, like our our invoicing and everything is more is now electronic, not writing on, you know, a paper invoice and just it's everything is just going the right direction. Um our equipment we're getting you know, we're getting better equipment. Um it's just everything is lining up now. But I would definitely say a big thing is just don't rush into it because there's so much like I'm still learning. I'm I'm low made on totem poles, and it's like I'm. There's just so much to learn, and um, it's just something you just don't. I feel like you don't want to rush into because, like I said, life uh, life doesn't stop just because uh, you know you want to take on being your own business owner. So I would definitely say just take your time. Don't Absolutely. rush it. That's so good. I think that's something Gary V kind of preaches too, where he's like, you know. Someone goes on there and says, oh, but I'm 30, 30 years old and I should be figuring my life out. And it's like, you still got 50 years left in your life. You're young, you know, so. Yeah, I think Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk started yeah. his own business at age 34, I think. I, don't quote me on that, but because he worked, <laughs> I know his story. He worked at his dad's wine business yep. through his 20s and I think into his 30s. So, because mm-hmm. um, I'm 33 and I'm like, shoot, I got it. I, I got you know, some years ahead on little Gary. So, uh, it's, it's, uh, really exciting. Well, speaking of Gary V, I want to, I want to transition a little bit and pick your brain about social media. I know, you know, that's kind of how we got networked together and, um, you're you're active on social media. So, so how's the lawn care community, social media? How'd you kind of get into that whole circle? Uh, I started at Instagram just to, just to post some stuff, you know I mean? It was, when I started that, I had no idea about the lawn care community as a whole. You know, like, I didn't realize how big the community was 
until, you know, you really start getting into it. And you're like, holy crap, there's a lot of people out here, like, doing lawn care and, post, you know, making social media a big deal. It's like, at first you think, who the heck, who cares about lawn care? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just grass. But then you, when you really start getting into it, it's like a whole new world. It's crazy because I just think of, like, the different, I would say, genres of, you know, um, jobs and careers and hobbies and all that. And I just think of, like, my specific Instagram feed and everything. Like, it's just mainly all lawn care and all that. And I'm like, and that's just one little niche of everything. Like, it's weird to think, like, there's another type of, you know, jobs, whatever, out there where everyone's on their feed is that all over their Instagram. I don't know, just, this weird how it's just a totally different world um, in the lawn care. But it was just posting some stuff, and then I started getting more into it and, you know, sort of networking with other people, which is a huge thing. I would say that's probably one of the biggest things about social media is just being able to network like with folks like you, um, you know, we're part of the UAG, so get a network through social media with all of them guys, um, other companies to work for. Um, so, I mean, it's social media is just a big a big thing where if someone's contemplating on getting on social media, I would say 100% go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's been the biggest mistake in these four years? What's the number one mistake? You're like, oh, man, that was, I messed that up. And what did you learn from that mistake? Um, are we talking about in the business or social media wise? Either one. I mean, it's all kind of merged together. What's mm-hmm. been the biggest mistake you've made? Um, I would say kind of like a procrast. I would say procrastination. Um, whether it goes with putting more content out um, or having like these ideas of things to do, and then. Be like, oh yeah, I'll get to that. Oh yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. And then a couple months goes by or whatever, or you know, whatever it is, a couple weeks, a couple months, whatever, and still isn't done. Um, but it's all relative because I think on my end, I'm like, man, I wish I could post more on YouTube. I wish I could post more videos on YouTube. Then I also think, like, well, Dylan, you work full time. You run a business, you have a wife, you have two kids. Mm-hmm. To post three times a week on YouTube just isn't very feasible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, I, just say, like, I would say procrastinating on just like, not necessarily how much content I put out, but like, kind of a, if I have an idea for some content, just it's like, just go ahead and do it. You know what I mean? Like, don't worry about the having like the best edited video. Um, you know, just just get content out there for people to see because I feel like a lot of people they don't really care about how how cool your edits are, how cool all this is. They just want to see like what you have going on mm-hmm. um, yourself. So, um, so yeah, I think that would be the one thing. And then on the business side of it, um, you know, just. Uh, because, like I said, we're learning, we're growing, we're busy. Um, procrastinating on even, you know, like working on my communication with, um, like, new customers calling in. Because, um, like I said, there's a point where I was just running around like crazy trying to stay afloat mm-hmm. um, with how busy we were. 
and you know, it'd be like calls would get put back, calls would get put back, and they you know, the end of the week would come like, man, I got like five, six phone calls to make because they called at the beginning of the week and I didn't get them done. And then, you know, you could call in and say, hey, sorry for the delay, I'll get back with you, we've been super busy. And they already found, you know, someone else to do the work. So, um, that'd be the one on the business side is just staying on top of inbound, you know, business, uh, making sure I'm getting back to people right away. Um, it's hard to do. I'm sure everyone goes through it, like especially during that spring rush where everyone wants their work done two weeks ago, but they're calling right. you now, yeah. kind of deal. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but I don't know. We haven't made too many big mistakes, but I would say just staying on top of everything. And, um, you know, when I tell myself I need to do something, set a dedicated time to just be like, all right, I have two hours on this day. You know, tell the wife, two hours on this day, I got to get this stuff done and then just sit there and do it. That's really good. So if you could go back to Dylan four years ago and take the four year, you know, four years ago version of Dylan out to coffee with the mm-hmm. wiser and smarter and professional, you know, veteran that you are becoming <laughs> now. And, you know, you got to take him out. Um, are you a Dunkin' Donut guy or a Starbucks guy? You know, I'm I'm just I'm not big on donuts to be honest with you. But I was I'm good. I'd have to say I'd go for Starbucks because I'd, I'd go there and just drink like three or four cups of coffee. I'm a coffee guy. Yeah. Well, so let's I'm say let's guy. say you go to Dunkin'. I I like Dunkin' okay. better than Starbucks. Okay, we'll go there. That's fine. But uh, you take you take Dylan, the, the young, ambitious, got his uh, Cub Cadet. <laughs> Uh, and you take him out to coffee. What do you What are you telling him? Don't buy the cup of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! What did you tell? If If money wasn't the issue, what What would you get? A, a right or what? Okay, so we uh, are running hustlers and absolutely love it. Okay, absolutely love my hustlers. Um, but no, I would probably just if I could go back, I would say think about. Like, don't think about the now. Think about where you're going to be. Mm. I know everyone preaches, uh, like, think with the end in mind. But seriously, think with the end in mind. But I know, at, but also at the same point, you know, at that, when I first started getting into the mowing, I didn't even think about this being something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then I think what happened was next thing you know, I got caught looking at Keith Elvis's videos on YouTube and sucked in for six days just trying to catch up on all his content at that time. Um, but if I knew, you know, like say like when I started that then goal was to be doing my own thing, running my own business, I would say keep the end goal in mind. So as in mower, um, you know, equipment wise, starting all things as like go ahead and start doing like electronic payment, electronic billing, um, just because you're eventually going to be getting to that. So why not start off the rip like that to where four years from then your system is, should hopefully be flawless. Um, and you're just, you're just killing it. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Mr. Producer has a question for you. You're going to put that mic on Marty. No, he's, he says, why is Dylan's company called so low? He's trying to figure it out. He's over there looking at your YouTube and Instagram. What's the, what's the reason for so low? Cuts. Okay. Landscaping. Tell so us the story. when I first started, you know, everyone takes that 
at least a couple hours to think about, man, what is going to be my sweet business name? What's going to be my catchphrase? So I was like, oh, I'm a one-man guy. You know, I'm just breaking in. What's it going to be? So my, my, I was like, solo cuts landscaping. A little play on words, and I'll make my slogan, like one-man low-price extraordinary service. Mm. So it's kind of like a play on words, you know what I mean? Like being solo, and then like, quote, unquote, you know, low price, whatever. Then now that I, like, after like two years of that being my little slogan thing, I completely took it down because I do not want to be the guy that says, oh, I'm the lowest price, hire me. No, that's not the case. But That's cool. And if you have yeah, if you have an employee one day, you're going to be on not solo <laughs> cuts landscape. <laughs> yeah, then I, yeah. Once we have a full you know a full time employee, you know, I guess we just have to cross that bridge. So be thinking of a good business name for me because um, we're going to change something up. I think. Yeah. Or solo cuts landscaping two point something like that. Yeah. Well, those are those are fun parts of running a business. Um, you know, those are, those are uh, good problems to have. Well, I really appreciate you, you know, sharing your story with us today because there's so many people, I think on two levels that can relate with your story, Dylan. I think there's a lot of guys, you, you didn't start <clears throat> Naylor Taliaferro. He started really strategically. You know, I sat in the studio and talked to him and he knew years before he started, I'm going to start a business. And he just, he had all his ducks lined up. Like, I know I'm mm-hmm. starting this. And you and me, we we just kind of, oh yeah, sure, I'll cut your grass, and we just picked up a yard just because it was there. We weren't, we didn't have a business, weren't thinking yeah. about having a business. We just like cutting grass. And uh, yeah. similar to you, my dad, you know, he his yard always looked really nice, and I would, you know, I, I picked that up from him as well. So I think a lot of people can relate to your story because they just organically just kind of started a business without mm-hmm. intentionally trying to start a business. And then there's a lot of people listening, to Dylan, that have a job that want to be running their own business um, just like you. So I really appreciate you sharing your story. Is there anything else you want to get off your chest you think could help um, our listenership that's in, in a similar situation? Yeah. Um, one thing is just, you know, don't burn yourself out. Because um, you had posted a um, a podcast. I think two of them kind of went back. They kind of went hand in hand with another on, like, the the mental aspect, like, mental toughness, or, uh, mental, um... Mental health. Help me and, out here. Yeah. Yes, mental health. Just, like, don't... Like, just know your limits, because, take for instance, this year, with everything we have going on, our business was, you know, we're, the spring was, like, our busiest spring, and it was, like, every... So, we, you know, we do our cuts through the week, and every weekend it was like I had a landscaping job, had a landscaping job, had a landscaping job. And then next thing you know, I catch myself at a landscaping job. You know, I'm by myself doing these, you know, like this one in particular was a seven-yard mulch job. <clears throat> so I'm there by myself doing this job, and then for some reason something just hits me where I'm just like, what the hell am I doing? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I just, I like, you know, they talk about the um, – like the loneliness of an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Well, at that point, I, I just felt like I was like, I was obviously out there by myself, but I kind of felt like that loneliness part because here I was, I was crushing it, doing business. Like we were just, just like you said, just moon grabs and making that cash. And, but then it hit me like that where I'm like, 
every weekend I've been doing a landscape job. And then like that particular day, my wife and two kids, they were going to our friend's house because they had a gender reveal party going on. And I'm just like, here I am working, you know, day in, day out, weekends for what? You know what I mean? I think I'm doing it. In my head, I'm telling myself, oh, you're doing it because you're, you're growing this, you're doing it for your family. And then next thing you know, you're like, well, I'm doing all this work to enjoy it with the, in my head to enjoy it for the family. But at the same time, I'm not able to enjoy it with the family because I'm working. Mm. Um, so I just say this, like, know your limits. Just know you don't have to take on every single thing. Like, you can't say no. Like, there's plenty of work out there. You'll have your phone will keep ringing. Just don't feel like you have to take on every single job that comes through because you don't want to bring yourself out and you don't want to get in a, a tough spot to where you're taking on more than you can handle. Um, whether it's physically wise or on the mental game, um, just, just know your limits. And, uh, I think you should, you'll be fine. Man, that's, that's absolutely beautiful. Mr. Producer said, that's what we should name this show. Uh, this episode, know your limits with solo landscape. There you go. That's a, <laughs> That's a great piece of advice. Well, Dylan, how can people connect with you? I know you're on the YouTube, you're on the Instagram. What's the yep. best way you want people to follow you? Yeah, um, check me out on Solo Cuts Landscaping, whether it be on YouTube um, or Instagram. Same thing on Facebook. Um, you can access me on all those platforms. So anything you guys, uh, anything you guys want to talk about, whatever it may be, um, I'm always constantly replying back to everyone. So um, if there's anything I can do for anyone, it's in the same boat as what I am. Um, you know, like I said, my YouTube channel, I try to show my successes and my failures. Um, just so that way, if uh, you guys are a step behind me, maybe a couple steps behind me, you can see what I'm doing. And if it didn't work out, well, maybe you can bypass that and um, go into something doing better. So anything you guys, uh, I can help you guys with. Definitely, I'll, I'll give you my input. So, Are you going to be uh, going to the GIE Expo this October in Kentucky? <laughs> You know it, Paul. I will be there. I went last year. Last year was my first time uh, going, and I'll tell you what, I will, uh, that'll be in the schedule every year. Um, I was fortunate enough to walk around with uh, Brandon Boudreaux with uh, Envision Landscaping and the debt-free landscaper, Mike Bedell. We walked around a couple days um, together, so I think I plan to kind of do the same thing this year. Um, Brandon and I are actually splitting a room, so... Um, it's nice to be on a network, and then, you know, that's just a time where you can be surrounded with the landscape guys, um, be in your own world, and feel like you uh, you fit in with everyone instead of going out and about and no one really caring about cutting grass, but you're surrounded by people that love the thought of cutting grass and laying mulch and everything like that. So I definitely recommend going out there at the fun time. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm pumped. This is going to be right around the corner, man. The, uh, it, it's Expo. coming quick. Yeah, we're actually going to be doing the uh, the show uh, live on uh, Friday, October 18th at the Jobber. Okay. Um, Jobber's got a big booth there, and, and I'm going to bring my equipment and do a couple interviews, so it's going to be fun. And, yeah, uh, of course, yeah. Thursday, Thursday night, Naylor Taliaferro is going to be having his big GIE rally. Um, at the. Mm -hmm. Were you at that last year? At the, K, the uh, yeah. Cavern? Yeah. What do they call it? Caverns? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that was... That's a crazy place, man. Like, you, you don't realize how big it is. And, you know, when you pull in, it's like, what is this place? Then you get in there, like, holy crap. To think, like, that's all inside of a, yeah. a cave. You it's kind of sketchy not. when you pull in because it's like, where 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 is this? Where, where <laughs> you got to walk, at, like, down man. a hallway. And I'm like, 
Oh yeah, just go down there, turn left, and then you and then it yeah. opens up into a big cave. It's it's just great. I mean, Keith, you mentioned Keith Calfis, Brian's Lawn Maintenance. Um, mm-hmm. Oh man, everyone, B and B Lawn Care, everyone, everyone who's yeah. a social media influencer, Stan Genetic, they all go to this event, and it's just yeah, it's just a great great party. Um, that's on Thursday. I think it's on Thursday night. Um, yeah, I think so because I headed back on. Friday afternoon last year. Okay, yeah, I think it's usually um, they usually do it on Thursday night, and and a bunch of um, big companies sponsor the event. I think mm-hmm. Service Autopilot, Jobber, Echo. I I don't know all the ones. Toro, maybe I, I don't know who's all sponsored it this year, but it'll it'll be out soon. Maybe oh, yeah, announce. Yeah. But what's cool is they sponsor the event, so it's free food for everybody. So everyone, um, you yeah. get a free. I mean, you, if you work the buffet line, you just keep going back. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, you just. Thank you, man. You can work in there a couple times. Yeah, you get shirts. I mean, they have little shirts. Yeah, you get shirts. They do drawings. I got uh, people started talking to me, and then as soon as I got done talking, someone, someone else was talking to me, and then next thing you know, the like four hours go by, and the lady was taking away all the food, and I was like, hey, hey, wait a second, (laughs) I I had to grab a food before like they took it off. So this this year, I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to get my food earlier when it's hot. Yeah. You um, are you staying in our block at the hotel? Yeah, I think so. Is that the Wyndham? Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I guess so. I I uh, emailed uh, the folks at Echo wherever they're putting us up. That's where I'm staying. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. That'd uh, be cool. That'd be that'd be nice because I stayed at <laughs> stayed the Red Roof Inn. Oh brother! I stayed at that last year. Oh man! <laughs> I had no idea until I got there. I'm like at. Like I was pulling in like nighttime after the first night, and I'm like, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm uh, make sure everything's locked up good. And just yeah, bring everything got, inside. That place was ghetto. The Red Roof. <laughs> I, I uh, well, Jay Rizzy and John Pajak. They're. I was like, because mm-hmm. I never went before. This was a few years ago, and uh, what they do in Louisville is they jack the price of all the hotels up because they know there's. Oh yeah. They know there's thousands and thousands of you know people coming into our city. Supply and mm-hmm. demand, they're going to rent out every room no matter what they charge as long as yep. it's, you know, like under $500. So the prices of hotels are jacked up. So yep. John Pajak was like, and, and Jay Rizzi's like, oh, man, I, uh, stay at the Red Roof Inn. That's where everyone's staying. So I'm thinking, oh, well, if I'm staying with all my friends, it'll be fine. I pull in, and it was all ghetto. There's drug dealers and prostitutes <laughs> and who knows what. And I Jay Rizzi. Gas station up front. <laughs> oh, that was so ghetto. So, yeah, last year I upgraded to uh forget where i stayed last year's uh i forget it was a little bit nicer but it was still kind of ghetto so yeah because i made a last minute decision last year to be able to go because i have to work that into my full like my schedule work my full-time job we have to do our vacationing at the beginning of the year um so like that was kind of a last minute thing i was able to get it off but uh yeah because i relate that to because you're from ohio so you know the arnold classic yeah (laughs) i think of the gie is like like the GIE in Louisville is the Arnold Classic. Like I think of that as like the Arnold Classic of landscaping. Yeah. So like in Columbus, which I'm like 40 minutes away, luckily. So we, when we were younger, we had the Arnold Classic. But my brother-in-law, he competed at the Arnold. He's a he's a oh, world wow. famous man. Yeah, he's he's in the he's got this pro card. Um, and it was like the rates of the rooms, you know, for him to stay there because he'd be competing in three days is like. Goodness gracious, but same thing. I don't think I think Columbus makes like the most money throughout the whole year within those three days because of how many people come from all over the world to go to that dang expo. 
Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure they do. So, but though I mean, plan if you're listening, I, I would encourage you any way you can make it work in the budget. You know, I'm a I'm a debt free guy, so don't go into debt to go. But you know, plan accordingly now um, to save up the money. I know you um, you know the um, the hotel can be a little pricey and gas or airplane to get there. But everyone who's gone, just uh, you know, you, you just go and you get to hang out for a few days with people that mm-hmm. run lawn care and landscaping or hardscaping companies. And you just, every time I've gone, I come back just fired up. I'm like, I'm ready to oh, crush yeah. it. I'm ready. Yeah, get just, you ready for that final fall season. Yeah. You they, know what I mean? To finish, it, yeah. To finish the year strong and to, to be around other entrepreneurs, small business owners, you just, there's something special about someone that runs a business. Like there's just mm-hmm. something about, you know, there's a lot of lazy millennials out there. You go there and you meet the exact opposite. You meet a bunch of hungry, ambitious, you know, people that just want to crush it mm-hmm. and um, have prosperous businesses and prosperous lives. It's, it's a great time. So I'm, yeah, I mean, I was, I was, you know, it's like you're talking to one guy and he's in the same boat as you. Then the next guy you're talking to, which is carrying on a normal, regular conversation with you, he's running a multi-million dollar, you know, business. Like, oh yeah. You get to communicate and network with everyone. Like I did a little, like I hung out with um, oh the mulch mate guys. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, like the first night when I did a little video with them and everything, and it was like that night. Like I got his number, and he said, "Hey man, anytime you need anything, you want to chat? Give me a call." Like you know what I mean? Like you just don't find that um, just like out and about. But when you go to that expo, man, and plus all the guys, like there's a handful of guys in the social media world that uh. You can get 50% off, I think. Oh, yeah. Maybe. There's yeah. There's all kind of coupon codes out there. And, now they're uh, not paying. For, you don't have to pay for parking now. Yeah. So you, the main so. thing is you got you to gotta calculate your getting yourself there because we got like uh, John Ryan and folks. We got people that come from across the pond that fly oh, in. Yeah. I think I'm going to fly in. There's actually uh, sign up to the, for the GIE um, newsletter and whatnot. You get um. They sent me something a ten percent off coupon code from um, a few different airlines. So when I get my airline ticket, which I'll probably fly this year. Last year I drove up with my buddy Russell Skipper. It was a great great time. Eight yeah. hours picking his brain. Um, but that's sixteen hours. You know, eight hours up there. Oh yeah. Eight hours back. <laughs> um, with my shoulder and my knee and my back. I mean, I just I might just hop on a hop on a plane and fly right in. Um, but, yeah, I'm like three hour drive. Yeah, that's Maybe that's doable. Three hour drive. So that's yeah, it's it's super easy. It's super easy drive. Yeah. So, well, I'm, now you got me all pumped up here. And, well, uh, yeah, Mr. Producer, yeah, are, you, are you going to go this year? Maybe. I think Mr. Wife. Producer should go. I yeah, think everyone he, wants to see he Mr. says Mr. he's got to talk like, to. We hear about him all the time. Yeah, he said they, they want you to go. He said he's got to talk to his wife. We'll give the people what they want. Yeah, but I, maybe. He said, he said he'll go if I pay for it. Oh, man, Dylan. Oh, there you go. You put me on the spot. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So how are you feeling, Paul? I'm doing, how you been? I'm, I'm doing, doing good. doing good, man? Yeah, I'm doing good. You know, my shoulder's been bothering me. My knee's been bothering me. But uh, I'm on fire, dude. I, I, I really um, – I'm really pumped up. So it's it's good. uh it's good, man. I'm, I'm doing good. Dude, I was seeing your stories, man. You were waiting on that. Wait on that hot nurse to walk in after click that button. The show. <laughs> I was waiting, man. I was like, "What's that?" You know what? Um, so a few <laughs> days ago, my buddy, um, are you on speakerphone? Or are you talking right into your phone? I'm talking right into my okay, phone. Okay, good. I mean, he's talking yeah. right into his phone, Mr. Producer. He said there's a little static, but anyway, um, 
my buddy, this is like three or four days ago, My because I love making videos on Instagram stories, mm-hmm. Snapchat, yeah. Facebook. And uh, my buddy's like, dude, have you ever heard of TikTok? And I said, I think so, but I don't really know. It's the app all these kids use. Um, and, and you okay. make like these 15-second videos. So he's like, you'd love it. It's exactly what you do on Instagram stories, but just you plays like music or you could do a skit or whatever. So I'm like, okay. So I'm at the doctor's and uh, the nurse is really pretty lady. So I, I hit the button <laughs> for her to come in the room and I'm trying to, to film it. And then before she walked in the room, it, it's only 15 second video though. So she actually walks in and, uh, but I missed it. At second 16 or 17. Yeah, it was probably like second 19 and she was looking gorgeous. Well, I missed it. So I still posted what I had, the 15 second video of the anticipation yeah. of, yep. of me hitting the button, the, which you're only supposed to put like if you really need some because they're like, what do you need, sir? And I was like, ah. <laughs> so, <Yep>. uh, <laughs> so anyway, I posted that on TikTok. Let me pull this up here. Let me show you, Mr. Producer. This thing's pretty funny. How, how many views do you think this thing has, Dylan, on TikTok? Should uh, I don't even know. Okay. I don't even, I don't Seven, even know what kind of number you to put. 793,000 views on that video on TikTok. Oh, Already, yeah, we're I we're, mean, we're three quarter, well over three quarters of our way to a million views, and I've only posted five videos. All these other videos have eighteen thousand. All all of them are in the thousands. I'm like, man, I have I started with no followers and I already have two thousand seven hundred seventy seven followers on TikTok. Also, what is this thing? <laughs> Just app it up. It's called TikTok. It's real. I'm gonna have to look this up. It's it's real popular amongst um amongst kids like, like the younger generation yeah because all these kids are following me now um but i i, I think that um you know uh i asked my brother so what's your tag what's like your just, username just at paul jameson um just at paul jameson. I'm, I'm wearing an ohio state i got my ohio state gear on and uh yeah. the comments are funny though because uh let me read you the main comment uh forty five thousand likes dylan that is so. That's only a couple of days old. It's a couple of days old. It's got forty five point forty five thousand likes. Viral. This one guy says, "Okay, didn't show the hot nurse, so you're not getting a like." And there's two two thousand people like that guy's comment. So, I I don't know what viral is, but in my world, seven hundred thousand views. That's a, that's a lot. That's crazy. I mean, that is a lot in a couple of days. That's filling up that's Ohio like- Stadium seven times. Yeah, that's like Casey Neistat. Yeah. Well, anyway, we, Mr. Producer, we gotta we gotta get rolling here, Dylan. But I appreciate you uh, chatting with us. Thanks for encouraging everyone to go to GIE, and thanks for your your wisdom in your transition. I think you know down the road you're gonna look back when you are running full time and everything, and you're gonna mm-hmm. be like, I I feel like the timing was smart because if you would have got premature with it, you could have really got stressed out. Yet you yeah. don't want to drag your feet too long to where you, if if you feel like that's what you want to do with your life, because for some people, you know, working working the cushy job, you know, with you know what you're getting and it's secure for the most part. I mean, for some people, that's 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 the route to go. Uh, but yep. it sounds like for you, you got the itch and it's like, yeah, you're ready to go. You know what I mean? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we just we are uh, a little steady, but not too stagnant. Is what I'm saying. So. Um, we're on that path. I think we're on the right direction. Just uh, keep plugging along, and uh, hopefully here soon we uh, we make that breakthrough. Huh? 
Yeah, there you go. Well, follow him on Instagram. Follow him on YouTube, Solo Landscapes. Go say hi to him at the GIE. Um, and uh, come say hi to me. It's going to be it's going to be a good family reunion. A lot of fun times. Yes, sir. All right. Well, thanks for you chatting. Hey, thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me on here. Mr. Producer, you have a good day. And um, we'll be uh, probably interested in Paul. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. Oh, you can call me anytime. Buckets, car starting. Yeah, the, the the blonde's like, hey, what's your name? And he's like, most people call me Robbie, but you can call me anytime. It just drains it. Drains a three. It, it was crazy because I was on vacation with him, and we go into the resorts, and the guys are like, oh my gosh, that's the guy that was because it was on. <clears throat> they played it on Barstool Sports, ESPN. You know, yeah. and the one guy's like, yeah. dude, I watched you on Sports Center. I was watching it with my dad. I can't believe I got to meet you in real life. He's like, do you think I can get a selfie with you? And, and my brother's over there because the girls that worked there were kind of cute. So they're all like smiling. And, and these grown men are lining up to get selfies with my brother. And uh, I was like, they're thinking your brother's just like the next big thing. All these girls are like, yeah, they're like, who was that? And they're like, oh, that's the guy that went viral. And then, you know, he walks around at Ohio State and, um, People call him the Big Wiener because he was dressed up as a hot dog. Mm-hmm. And so they, they, they got all kind of – yeah, he goes to Ohio State. They got all kind of um, nicknames for him. Um, Goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Good. Good deal. Cool. Good. A little extra bonus footage <laughs> for you there. Is it Mr. Producer's footage? I don't know what it is. Ah, oh, I need another cup of coffee. Hey, I want to say thank you guys for listening to that episode there with Dylan and everyone who's been dropping these ratings and reviews in iTunes. It means the world to me. Let me acknowledge a couple of these. May May 101 uh, says it's time well spent. Uh, enjoys listening to other people's ideas. He learns a lot from others. Uh, that means a lot. May May 101. He gave us four stars, not five, but four. Um, he said, uh, need to turn the volume up a little bit. And I appreciate you guys sharing that information. Mr. Producer, did you hear that? He says, turn the guest v- volume up a little bit more so you can hear it better. Because when you got that mower going, it's so loud. Um, so we don't turn it up too loud because we don't want to distort the sound. It's hard when you, you know, people call in. We got it going through all these different uh, boards and uh, machines and everything. But we try our best to, to have the highest quality uh, audio for you. Um, let's see, Patrick McCauley, thanks for the kind words as well. Five-star review, he says, enjoy hearing from the newbie solo guys and experienced multiple crew guys. A good variety of experience um, in the industry. So thank you, Patrick, for your um, kind words as well. All right, guys, what a good show. Dylan dropping it uh, like it's hot. Little long uh, show there. Mr. Producer says he's ready. He's going to go get some pancakes. That sounds really good. I'm on this diet. I'm trying to get that six-pack back. Man, pancakes are going to set me back a little bit, but I might go with you. That sounds good. Pancakes and coffee. Amen. All right, guys, drop the rating and review on iTunes. It means a lot. And uh, more episodes coming soon on the Green Industry Podcast.